You're listening to the Busy Businesswoman podcast, episode 65. And today we're talking all about how to build your email database up without your hard work ending up in the lead magnet graveyard. Yep, we're talking freebie opt-ins and delicious downloads that your ideal clients want to sign up to and actually consume. So if you're keen to build a strong email list, this episode is for you. Hi, I'm Faye Hollands and I've been helping time-strapped women in business improve their productivity and profit for well over a decade now. And in this podcast, I want to share with you the highs and lows of growing a successful business so that you can avoid the pitfalls, fast-track your progress and build a business that booms faster. This is the Busy Businesswomen Podcast. Alrighty then, well let's get stuck into talking all things luscious lead magnets. Now when it comes to savvy marketing, it's really important to build a strong email database and not just rely on social media to market your business, which unfortunately a lot of people do. You know, it's really easy to get on social media and just post your stuff and hopefully engage people and and get some wins. And it can feel in this day and age harder to build an email list. But the fact of the matter is that you don't own your social media platforms. So if you ever do something that the social media gods deem as not okay, you can end up losing that platform or multiple platforms. And that could ultimately mean the end of your business. I've seen that happen to people. I've seen people get banned from their preferred social media platform and feel like their right arm has been cut off. And I've also seen them lose access to those platforms forevermore and have seen brilliantly successful businesses go completely down the pan overnight because they then had no other way of marketing to their audience. So I don't want that to be you. So that means that you need to have a clear strategy to collect email addresses from your ideal target market. Otherwise, building that database is going to be really slow and painful, which may well be the reason you don't already have an email list or why your email list is growing very slowly. So sure, you can have one of those sign up to my newsletter boxes on your website. Uh, But you know, we can all sit here and start yawning at that. Who really wants another email in their inbox anyway? Nobody in their right mind really in this day and age are going to just sign up for a newsletter. It's not the sexiest word out there, right? So that brings us to lead magnets. Now, lead magnets are ethical bribes that are designed to entice your ideal customers to hand over their email address in exchange for something that you've created that has true perceived value in their eyes. So it might be an ebook, a PDF, a planner, a worksheet, you know, a whole multitude of other things, but those are all lead magnets or the way that lead magnets can be delivered. The thing that I really want to get across to you today in this episode, though, is that not all lead magnets are created equal. And in fact, I reckon there's a whole graveyard of lead magnets out there created by well-meaning businesswomen who have lost blood, sweat and tears, creating something that they thought was super valuable just to find out that only a handful of people actually signed up and wanted it, which can be really damn frustrating and disappointing when you've put all of this hard work into something and then the tumbleweed rolls. 
So what are the vital ingredients required to create a lead magnet that actually gets traction and creates a consistent flow of new leads into your business? Well, that's what I want to share with you today. So I'm going to take you through three essential steps to get you started so that your lead magnets are not creating tumbleweed and that people are going to not only sign up to them, but also actually consume them. Because there's no point in creating something amazing just for your audience to sign up and then never actually use it. You know, you want them to read it or watch it or however they need to consume it. You actually want them to, to eat the thing, right? So here are my top three essential steps to get you started with your lead magnets. Number one is short. One word, short, like really short. You know, I want you to think about whether you've ever downloaded a 45 page ebook, for example, and actually read it. No, I haven't either. I've never downloaded an ebook that big and actually gone on and read it. The reality is we live in a really fast paced world now where most people feel time poor and they're having to prioritize all of the time. So there's no point in creating something that's going to take ages to consume. Your lead magnet needs to cut to the chase and give value fast. So therefore, the shorter it is, the better. You know, some of the best lead magnets out there are one or two pages long. And hopefully that gives you a sense of relief if you haven't created a lead magnet yet, because it means that your lead magnet doesn't have to take days, weeks and months to create. It can actually be something really small and, you know, in terms of time, a very short amount of time required to create that lead magnet. But if it's valuable, the size of the lead magnet doesn't matter. It's it's what you get that's really critical. So number one is to make sure that your lead magnet is as short as it can be whilst adding value. Now, of course, if you're creating a cookbook, for example, and you only put one recipe in there, that's probably not going to give the people that are signing up to it the value they're expecting. So you would need more pages in your recipe download than one page. But at the same time, you don't want to fill it with all of this filler content that people aren't going to love. So you need to pick your audience carefully, but make sure that they're actually going to consume it and then it's not so long, they're going to fall asleep. Okay, so number two is make it risk-free. You need to make sure that your lead magnets are risk-free. Now, I'll let you in on a little secret to something I didn't do particularly well. I once created a really fabulous series of five videos to help women in business manage their time smartly. And the content was truly valuable. I know that because it's part of my programs um, still today and it gets great reviews. So it was really good content and it was delivered via email over five consecutive days. So there were five videos to watch. You received an email, one every single day for five days. And there was a whole load of content there to help you manage your time more smartly. So I thought it would really pack a punch and create a flood of new leads into my business fast. I was very wrong. The thing is, lead magnets like the one I'm describing have a certain level of risk involved. Now, sure, you're not going to end up in hospital from watching my videos, but you have got to spend time opening my emails, watching the recordings and trusting that I'm going to share something worth spending your valuable time on, which is fine if you already know me 
And if you already trust that I'm going to deliver that, but if you'd never come across me before, that's a riskier option because you might end up feeling like you've wasted your time. And so as a result, those kind of riskier opt-ins are likely to get less engagement and less sign up versus something like a checklist or a blueprint, for example, that take no interaction at all. So the moral of the story is make sure that you create stuff that's not only quick to consume, but also risk-free. You'll get a much better opt-in and open rate if you create something that isn't perceived as risky for your ideal customer to download and actually consume. So as great as videos are, they're, they're often not the best lead magnet. And particularly in the example of, of my lead magnet, getting somebody to consume something over five consecutive days is way riskier than watching one video, for example. So you could have a lead magnet that was a you know, a quick fix video that's maybe five or 10 minutes, or it could be longer, but it's just one hit rather than short videos over a series of days where somebody's got to keep coming back and consuming your content. So I want you to think carefully if you go and create something like I did, because there is a lot more risk involved in getting the outcome that you want with those type of lead magnets. It's not to say they don't work, but they're a riskier option. And then number three is I want you to hold their hand. The purpose of a lead magnet is not to give away your best stuff and then hang around hoping someone will buy. You know, unfortunately though, a lot of lead magnets are created with a kind of wait and see type of attitude. It's really critical you have got a call to action in your lead magnet that makes it super, super easy for your prospect to take the next step in your sales process, because ultimately that is why you're creating it. Uh, you're not a charity, or unless you're a charity, you know, you might take a different approach to this. But if you're running a business that you want to be profitable, you're not here to give away all of your best stuff and hope and pray that one day someone buys something from you. Your lead magnet should be part of your marketing strategy to get buy-in from your ideal customers or ideal clients who then want to go and work with you at some point in the future. Now that may not be the next step in your process, but you should be leading towards a sale. So you need to make sure that you're holding their hand and showing them exactly what the next step is and how they can take it easily and effortlessly with you. You don't need to launch into a hard sell, but you absolutely should have the next step spelled out clearly to them. Otherwise, you're missing a valuable opportunity to create sales in your business. So I see a lot of lead magnets that don't have this final point. Nobody's holding that person's hand and showing them what they need to do next. They're just delivering some valuable content and then stopping and sitting in that kind of hope, wish and wait phase where they're, they're hopeful that the person will take the action they want next, except they haven't spelt it out. So I want you to think very clearly about what you want your call to action to be and make sure that that's actually in your lead magnet. Otherwise, the tumbleweed is going to roll again and very little is going to happen. Now, there's a lot more to creating a high converting lead magnet, but these three steps will get you set on the right track and will definitely help you start building a stronger database that actually converts into sales with the right approach. 
So if you'd like to know more about luscious lead magnets and how they can work for your business, just come and join me over in the free Busy Business Women Facebook group, where I share a ridiculous amount of value to help you grow a much more productive and profitable business. And I also answer all of your questions uh, over there. So if you've got any more questions about lead magnets, just jump into the Busy Business Women Facebook group and hit me up and I'll, I'll help you as much as I possibly can. And you can also grab the show notes for this episode over at busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 65. If you enjoyed the show today, I would be super grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes for me, please. And if you'd like to hang out some more, I'd love to see you over on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Busy Business Women and you can find lots more biz building goodness over on my website at busybusinesswomen.biz. So thank you so much for tuning in today. It's an absolute pleasure hanging out with you and talking all things lead magnets. So until the next time, I'm Faye Hollands and you've been listening to the Busy Businesswomen podcast. Bye.